0: When it came time to think about what I was going to record for this week's episode of the podcast, I was in a bit of a pickle. I felt like I didn't have any good, fresh ideas. Now, I know this is kind of funny, because if I were to actually use what I teach about storytelling, I actually would never run out of ideas of things to share with you. But don't get me wrong. It's not that I didn't have anything to share. I know that I did. Uh, But what it was is that everything I thought about, all the different ideas that were running through my head, whenever I thought about them, it just felt a little off. Nothing felt quite right. Now, intuitively, I've learned that when I feel this way, I have to pay attention to it. I have to trust the process that the right story I need to share at the right time will be revealed. So I spent the day waiting, listening for the clues. And then the spark came. I was at a weekly women's gathering that I'm a part of. It's a tight circle of 10 women who meet every Monday night. And we gather in a circle and literally spend two hours going around the room, sharing pieces of our story. As you can imagine, I love it. We use certain questions and prompts to guide us each week. And based on our responses, we have these really amazing discussions and story shares inside our group. Well, this particular week, it came up in our circle, a question about feminism and specifically, how am I raising my two kids, one being a boy, to embrace feminism as a positive thing. The question spurred quite a scurry among the group. And I could tell, in fact, that even a couple of the women were a bit put off by the term feminist or feminism, and they ended up probing me further with a peppering of questions about how I label myself as such. How do I label myself as a feminist? So later, when I got in my car to go home, the question was still swirling around in my brain. And the conversation was really just a reflection to me of how important it is that we talk more about feminism in a positive way, as clearly there are still women out there who view it negatively. And to be honest with you, guess what? I used to be one of them. It reminded me of an entire podcast episode that I recorded in the very early days of this show It's episode number four, to be exact, on how I define feminism and why I think this conversation is so important. I hadn't actually listened to that episode since I first released it back in 2020. So on my drive home from the meeting Monday night, I re-listened to the episode. And at the end, I knew that I had to bring back this episode and replay it for you again. Because... I imagine there's a good many of our listeners, number one, that haven't ever listened to that episode before, but if you're like me and you have, you might need to hear it again. After listening to it again myself, I was re-energized by the conversation. So my hope is that you will be also. So for this week's episode, we're bringing back episode number four on the importance of feminism. And after you listen to it, I want you to reach out to me and let me know what this conversation sparks inside of you. Does it conjure up negative feelings or positive ones? Do you feel trapped by feminism or empowered by it? I really wanna hear your stories to be sure. So be sure to reach out to me and connect because I want to get a pulse of where the audience is. But first you gotta listen to the episode. So come with an open mind, come with an open heart and come with open ears. Inside this episode, I do share one of my own inside stories around my negative thoughts and ideas of what feminism was and how I've shifted and grown to fully embrace my feminism today. I'm excited to replay this for you. So let's get into the show. On the Inside Story Podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Lightbeamers, when we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, 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 Lightbeamers. I'm excited for this conversation today. When mapping out the launch of this podcast and sort of organizing episodes and and mapping it out, I originally had something completely different planned for episode four, Um, and we're going to get to it, definitely. But this idea of feminism in the year of 2020 started rolling around with me when I first heard Michelle Obama say on her podcast that. Women are more likely to be accepted when they take up less space. And that got my attention because what she was saying there is that society views women as more positive and acceptable when we play small, we stay quiet, we take up less space in the narrative. And when I heard that comment, my blood started boiling immediately. And then RBG died. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a legend when it comes to paving the way for gender equality in this country, and her brilliant work as a Supreme Court justice completely changed the landscape for women. Now, regardless of where you sit politically or what policy you align yourself with, I really hope that we can have this conversation today From the standpoint that we cannot deny the inroads that Ginsburg laid for women. And so this whole pattern, this whole kind of unfolding between what I heard Michelle Obama say, and then the passing of RBG, and then just sitting with this for a few days, it really got me thinking more about my own journey as a woman. And the uprising of feminist thoughts and behaviors I've had over the course of my life. I want to give you a little bit of context about really where I'm coming from and what this has looked like for me and sharing a little bit of my story along the way. So, if you had asked me, let's say even 10 years ago, if I was a feminist, I would have said, no way, no way, no way. That word feminist always carried a negative connotation for me. I thought a feminist was someone who was unreasonable, extreme, too far off their rocker. And I thought those things, interestingly enough, I thought those things, and I had that thought about feminism in my head, even though I was raised by a really strong, independent-thinking mother. I was taught and encouraged to be a free thinker as a child and as a young adult. The answers were never given to me. I had to seek them out and I had to form my own opinions, and that was encouraged. And then in high school, my parents sent me to an all girls prep school where girl power was celebrated and showcased daily. We were constantly pushed to break the mold. Let me just tell you, fitting in was not considered an achievement there. And then in college, I fell into leadership roles around campus, and my ideas and thoughts were welcomed. And in many times, they were incorporated. And then going on early in my career, whenever I butted heads with my male counterparts, which honestly was quite often, I didn't shrink. I would stand up for my ideas and opinions. I even took on one of my male bosses in a very demonstrative way at a particular time in my career. And I remember being really proud of myself for standing up for what I believed in that moment. But yet, if you had called me a feminist back in those days, I would have been appalled. You might as well have called me a bitch or a slut. That is the type of connotation that I carried with me around this this word, a feminist or feminism. But thankfully, there's a little thing called personal development and growth, and wisdom comes with time, right? And looking back, my views on feminism were the direct result of a patriarchal society that told me as a young child that people like Gloria Steinem, because that was my example growing up, people like Gloria Steinem or RBG were a complete nuisance, a loudmouth, a bad egg that nobody should want to be. And as a journalist, I was taught to examine both sides of the story, right? And as I developed into my career, somewhere along the way, I finally clued in and began to see the other side of this patriarchal narrative. And then the big shift in my views changed completely when I started Light Beamers, which was just five years ago. I began to change internally in how I thought and how I viewed the world and especially how I viewed women as I stepped out and became bolder, more authentic, living more truly into who I really am. And this changed me for the better, without a doubt. And then the more I worked directly with women, helping them dig out their stories, the more empowered I became to honor my own. And so here I am, right? I am a woman and I do believe I have something powerful to share. I believe my ideas are worth hearing. Otherwise, I would not even be recording this podcast, right? The whole idea of this podcast is born from this idea that I do believe that I have something to say and that I am worthy of saying it. I do not believe I should shut up or play small or take up less space just because I'm a woman. It's ludicrous to me that women are not taking up more seats at the table in organizations and and companies and churches and households and decision-making boardrooms. I have seen over and over again the power that comes out of a woman when she steps into her story fully and then learns to use her voice. The confidence and the clarity that emerges is so beautiful to watch. And these women always, always, always go on to do really good things with their story, with their voice, with their message, with the platforms that they're building, Because what happens is they go and then they help other people because really that's who we are as women, right? We are natural born nurturers and we are givers and we are helpers. And so if we can empower more women to stand up and go and do their thing and use their voice, they help other people in the process. And so they begin to change the world around them in a positive way. The more empowered women we have using their gifts and taking up space in this world, the more that we are going to take on the torch that Ruth Bader Ginsburg lit for us. Now, the passing of RBG really did sort of relight this, this passion inside of me. You know, after her death, I spent a few days really examining her work and what she had done. If, if I'm being totally honest with you, I don't think that I I fully appreciated it while she was alive. I don't think that I followed everything that she had done. And it wasn't really until her death that all of that became so newsworthy, right? It became so so readily available to really track and see what all she had been responsible for. And That really got me examining what I believe and how I've come to believe what I believe and what experiences I've had that have shaped those beliefs. And so I can honestly say to you now, in 2020, I am a raging feminist and I am damn proud of it. I no longer view feminism as a prescription for the extreme I see feminism as a beautiful balance to the masculine, quite honestly. I believe there is a place for both. I know in my own marriage, when my husband and I have sorted out problems or challenges, and and we've sat and talked those out together, we come up with a solution that feels good to both of us. And when we both feel good about it, our resolve is so much more stronger than going forward. We go out and we, we lead from that place and it's really powerful. And it's not one-sided. It isn't like I gave in so that he could have his way or he gave in so that I could have my way. No, it was, it was a conversation that allowed us to somehow meet in the middle and come up with a solution that worked for both of us, right? And I've had a marriage for 21 years that's not been perfect. It's by no means the perfect marriage, but I do know that this has been a prescription in our own marriage that has been a healthy, healthy, healthy piece of our marriage. And, you know, in my work, I've worked with countless video editors and audio techs and camera guys in the creative and video field. And by and large, these are all men. But whenever I've approached them with this collaborative mindset, We've always been able to work together and create really powerful and important work that we are both proud of. The patriarchal society has just gotten this all wrong, thinking that men have to be the leaders and rule makers and that women should play a supporting role. I mean, just look around. Where has that gotten us? Why on earth would women not be encouraged to come forward with their gifts? Well, I mean, I think I know the answer to that. I I think the answer is fear, right? The patriarchal society has a death grip on that control, and they don't want to release it because of fear. Any mention or suggestion of a takeover, and that grip gets tighter and tighter and more dangerous, right? We've seen it. We've seen it. Look at the Me Too movement. That is a dangerous grip of control. And we as a society have become on the defense when that happens, right? We get into this attack mode, let's, you know, guns blazing. And if you don't oblige, then it's your fault. It's your fault. And you asked for it. And that is when the noose gets slipped around our neck, you guys. And and I want to be really clear about how I see this, because honestly, I want to say that women play a role in this. They not only become victims, but they become enablers, and they play the game. They stay quiet. They stay small. They consciously choose to take up as little space as possible because they don't trust themselves enough to handle the tilting of power. So this isn't just a men's issue. This is a women's issue. And so I'm here on this podcast today choosing deliberately and intentionally to use my voice to stake my flag in the ground and call for a revolution. Really, we can't let people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg pass on without first grabbing that torch from her and promising to keep marching forward. So, how do we do this? I mean, that's a good question, right? I I think you might be asking that. <laughs> and honestly, I'm asking that too. This is it's really sort of a rhetorical question. How do we do this? And because the answer is, you know, I don't 100% know. I don't 100% have all the answers. I just, (laughs) I don't. I wish I did, but I don't. But I I think what we have to do is we have to do this in sort of a million different ways. I think first, you have to first look at yourself. Um, This is what I did, right? I had to look at myself and examine how did I come to my views? Were they truly my own You have to do that critical thinking, free thinking for yourself, or, you know, were they shaped by other people's opinions? And a lot of times that's where the answer is. Like we have come to these opinions a lot of times in our life because we've been heavily influenced by others. And so you have to first get real with yourself and ask, where are you playing into the patriarchal game? Lord knows, I mean, I played it for years when I would scoff off at that feminist behavior. You know, I would judge women for being too much because I allowed other people's opinions to become my own. I did. That's exactly what I did. This is it. This is this is the truth. We live in a very adoptive society. We are pressured daily to choose sides. You know, you are either a Republican or a Democrat. You are either for or against an idea. Really, really big, thick lines have been drawn in the sand, and you better not stand in the middle, right? Because that's just wishy washy. But what if I'm standing on one side, and you, for example, might be standing on the other other end, or let's say women are on one end and men on the other, doesn't really matter. But what if we just agree? to all take one step toward each other. Just one, one step. What if we look at the strengths of men and the strengths of women and step closer to the middle to try to figure out how to bridge our really deep gaps? If you are a woman listening to this, then I'm calling you forward. You have to also take a step. If you are a man listening to this, first of all, I mean, God bless you, seriously, because thank you for sticking with me thus far. You are the kind of man that we need, and I definitely want to call you forward to take a step. We all have important stories. We have experiences that have shaped us and lessons learned that have made us stronger and better, and we can't leave those stories on the editing room floor and pretend like they don't exist. And that's the problem. That's what too many people are doing. They are ignoring their own story and they are not honoring the journey of what you have learned in the process and the skills and the strengths that you have gained. And this is why it's important to me that women learn to tell their stories nobody, and I'm serious about this, nobody is coming to save you or rescue you. That whole notion of the man on the white shining armor just doesn't exist. And it especially doesn't exist in 2020. You have to do the work yourself. Rising to your full potential doesn't mean you have to take on the Supreme Court and become the next RBG, but you can carry a piece of the torch. Your ideas and wisdom are needed in order for us to meet in the middle, right? Like to come together in the middle. In order for us to do that, you have to step forward and say, hey, this is what I have to offer. Because we will never, ever, ever get there unless you step forward. Now, you might be saying, April, like, (laughs) you are just too much of a Pollyanna. This whole notion is nothing more than a pie in the sky. It's never going to happen in our lifetime. And you know what? Maybe I am a Pollyanna. Honestly, it's not the first time I've been called that. And I actually don't mind being called that because let me tell you, if you sit there and think it's not possible to heal our world, then you are absolutely right. We won't. It will take all of us, not just one of us, to do this work. And you can start with small baby steps, okay? Baby steps help you gain the stability you need to start walking, right? And then once you start walking, running becomes an option. So nobody ever gets to the end goal without first admitting that they want it. So I'm just going to ask you, do you want to keep living in this divided, caustic world? I mean, I know I don't. Which is really what's spurring me to have this conversation today, because if I can take up a little bit more space and I can use my voice a little bit more loudly and call more women forward to take those steps, then maybe we can get there, right? All we have to do is just take a step forward. I want to say thank you to Ruth Bader Ginsburg for your boldness and courage. You inspire me and your legacy has inspired this podcast. I make no apologies for my ideas, my passions, my God-given gifts. And I don't want to waste a single second squandering them away. And so my challenge to you today is to examine your own role And then just simply take one step forward. So I want to hear from you on this one. I really want this to be a conversation starter in which all opinions and all voices are heard and we listen. And so this is where I would really love to invite you to join me over in my Light Beamers community so that we can carry on this conversation and you share with me your thoughts. Share with me what is your view of feminism where do you find yourself on that pendulum? And what are your ideas for how we can begin to step forward into the middle and bridge the gap between this inequality that exists in our world and this div- divisiveness that exists in our world? And, and how could you show up a little bit bolder and take up a little bit more space in your own way? And so my community is the Light Beamers community on Facebook. It's a private Facebook group that you can easily find on Facebook, or you can either even go to lightbeamers.com and click on the community tab, and it will bring you right there. Click in to join us in that community, and then let's continue the conversation. You can also send me a private message on social media and give me your thoughts. I'm really open to hearing where you sit on this topic of feminism.